Coming to you straight from Indianapolis, AKA the Circle City, this is the Taking Back You Momcast. The Taking Back You Momcast is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic podcast for millennial mamas who are in the thick of mom life. And I'm your host, Danny Carter Iddens, wife, millennial mama, motivational speaker, and motherhood advocate. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. How you doing, guys? I'm Danny Carter Iddens, your host, as always, and I just want to welcome you. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. We are one week away from Thanksgiving, and speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, we're always talking about sitting at a table, um, and so today we're going to talk about taking your seat at the table. So you might be thinking, what kind of table is Danny talking about? And I'll tell you all about what I mean by the table that you need to learn how to take your seat at because you deserve it. You should be there and your voice is important. But before we do that, like we do every single week here at Taking Back You, I want to welcome you to subscribe to this podcast. And I ask you to share it with your other mom friends. You guys, the mission of Taking Back You is to reach millennial mamas and to help you you bridge the gap between being a great mom and, you know, more than a mom. So if you know of a mom who would benefit from this podcast, if you know of a mom who would benefit from taking back you, tell them to subscribe to this podcast, share it, like it, tell your friends. I would really appreciate it. And you know what? Like I said, our mission at Taking Back You is to help moms. So if you, you know, you guys, you guys know the moms, you know, all the moms. I know my moms. I've told my moms, but I want you share, share. So I, um, you know, I just asked you to do that. And yeah, so listen, taking um, your seat at the table is an interesting concept and one that's come into my life, I would say, oh, probably about uh, three, three or four years ago. And it was um, taught to me kind of this way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like the really fast version of what like you know the whole idea of the table, um, where that came from, and why it is such an important thing for us as women and as moms to make sure that we do in order to get our voice heard and to get you know um, our opinions and our, you know, like we're important too. So we need to get our voice in there. Well, you know, really, um, the whole idea of the table. So if you think about, you know, the table, the table, usually when you have a table, it's filled with people who like belong there. So probably the easiest, um, and most common, um, you know, view of the table that most of us have is you probably have two. The first one is the, you know, Knights of the Round Table, like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And what was interesting about that table was that it was round. So even though King Arthur was the, you know, head of the crew, he was the king, he still, you know, he sat everybody at a round table so that no one was more, um, you know, important than anybody else. And everybody was equal. You know, even though he was the king, everybody, he, him too, everybody was equal. And, you know, they knew for a fact that they belonged at this table. There was no question if they had earned their spot. They were part of the knights. You know, they were the knights. And, you know, the other idea, the other thing that probably pops into your head when you think of tables, you probably think of the Last Supper. Um, when you think of that, yeah, I, I, the one picture I always um you know, imagine when I think of the of a table is the table where, you know, Jesus is holding um, 
the cup and everybody else is holding up the cup and he's telling them, you know, to um, drink from the cup. And we see everybody at the table, all the disciples. And um, once again, you know, the table in this case, usually when they when it's depicted, it's, you know, a long table, but everybody's on the same side of the table. And so it all kind of it, it shows like the sense of belonging, like we all belong there. And in the way this is really um, emulated a lot of times is in, you know, a wedding. Um, when you have the wedding party, a lot of times the wedding party, they're all on one side of the table and they're looking over the guests. So you kind of get this idea that the people at the table are like super important and we should listen to them and especially the people who are towards the middle of the table those are the most important people at the table in the picture um at the last supper jesus is is in the middle but in the um, wedding party usually the bride and the groom are in the middle so we get this idea this whole idea of the table is such a is such an important um theme in you know in like honestly in like humanity and when you think about even like your table at home I know at our dining room table um my husband his spot is at the head of the table that's where he sits and it's just kind of how it is I know a lot of houses are the same way um and even you know families like for holidays and stuff like that there's usually places where everybody's kind of like they just kind of sit based on their, you know, spot in the family. I don't know. Um, There's a big, you know, big thing about tables. And so, you know, when I talk about taking your seat at the table, I don't mean just like walking up and being like, oh, here's a table. I'm going to go sit down. What I mean is taking your spot, getting your voice heard at like the big proverbial table, Um, you know, the table of, you know, influence, the table of, you know, just where we all, where we share ideas, our ideas, where our ideas come from, and, you know, where you are getting your voice heard. And, you know, this table can be in a, in a lot of different realms. We talked about it in the realm, you know, of, you know, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. We talked about it in the Last Supper. We talked about it in a wedding party. But it can also be, you know, the table among family. We talked about that too, the, the you know, a dining room table or a kitchen table. It can be around, you know, with friends. Um, the the table, uh, your table of friends. In church leadership, you're that group of people that you sit down with and you, um you know, you speak with, you get your voice heard. It can be in the, P- heck, it can be in the PTA. PTA, PTO, I don't know. It depends on where you live. Some people call it the PTA. Some people call it the PTO. It can be, you know, in your small business. If you're in a group of people who also run small businesses or even just within your own small business, if you have a few employees, you guys probably sit down at the table, at a table to discuss things. And it doesn't even mean that you have to be in the same place. Like think about the boardroom. Okay, you're in your career, the boardroom, that table, the table is very, very important. The whole idea of the table is very important. And I know and I know you know this, but I want you to start thinking about tables in a different way, because, you know, a lot of times what we think about is um, and I feel like it's moms. A lot of times we think about tables as something that we need to put the food on that we just cooked (laughs) or, you know, getting our children to the table to sit down to eat the food that we just cooked. You know what I mean? So what I want you to do is I want you to think about the table in a different way. I want you to think about the table as a place where you can go 
to show that you are important and that you have a voice. So when you think about a table, um, I, want, I want you to think about this table. And I want you to think about a table that you are not currently at. And like I said, that can be any table. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think about like, you know, oh, Ashley Home Furniture tables. I mean, like, I want you to think about a table that you're not currently at in a position that you are not currently in. So, you know, is there a, a table that you want to be sitting at, you know, in um, church leadership, in your small business, in your career? Is there a table that you are not sitting at, um, but you want to be? Is there a place, you know, if you are sitting at the table, um, you know, is there a place at the table that you would, you want to be at? A place that you know is super, super important. And so you want to be in that spot as opposed to the spot that you're in. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about how to get to that spot and how to take your seat at the table and how to do it in such a way that you don't feel like you are, you know, um, you're unworthy because you are worthy. You're worthy of the spot. You're worthy of your seat at the table. And I'm going to tell you how to act once you get there. So the first thing you got to do is you have to seize your opportunities. All we talk about on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You Momcast is how to get from here to where you want to be. So from where you are now to where you want to be. That's literally, um, I would say 90, I'd say 99% of the episodes that we, you know, we throw out there into the universe are about getting from where you are now to where you want to be. And then we talk about how we're going to do that. So what happens for some of us, though, is that we find ourselves in the situation that we want to be in. We're like, ready, here it is. And then what do we do? We freak out and we're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know if I deserve this. And so you shy away from your chance to get your foot in the door. You shy away from your from your opportunity to get what you deserve. Because you don't know if you should have it or you don't know if you're worthy of it or there's something back in your past that makes you feel like you don't deserve um, what's being offered to you. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to quiet that and, and, and to seize your opportunity when you are offered a spot at the table. Now, sometimes your spot at the table might sound like more work. <laughs> it might sound like you have to do more but when you get your foot in the door when you get when you get that seat at the table now you have an opportunity to share your thoughts to share your ideas your perspective your point of view remember that matters that matters and i think that's what's so important about taking your seat at the table is that you matter your thoughts matter. Your beliefs matter. Your opinions matter. Your facts, your truths matter. And I think there's a, a very common thing, especially with women, especially with moms, that we don't believe that our thoughts, our opinions, our beliefs are as important as our male counterparts. We don't think they hold as much weight. 
And, you know, part of that, part of that is because, you know, women are, um, and I don't like, I don't want to be general. Uh, I don't like general generalities because I feel like then when you do that general generalizations, when you do that, um, then there's always somebody who's like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not me. But I feel like women, we feel we are more emotion driven. And so what happens sometimes is we give our emotions, we, we say how we feel and then people take that as like weakness because, you know, sometimes we wear our hearts on our sleeves and so people don't take us as seriously because they don't think that, you know, our thoughts are, um, what we're thinking is, has as much credence because, you know, oh, well, it's just, she just feels that way or, you know, based on our hormonal schedule or whatever, whatever foolishness they come up with to discredit our thoughts. But what happens is this slowly but surely as the years go by, we hear this and then we start to believe it and we start to believe that our place in the world does not include, you know, being amongst decision makers. And, and that's not true. Your point of view, your perspective matters. And so when you have these opportunities, you have to take them. A few years ago, I was offered the opportunity to uh, be on the um, board of my alma mater. And I have to tell you, at first, I wanted to say a big, fat, stinking, ill, yucky no. I wanted no part of it. I wanted nothing to do with it. And I especially didn't want, um, I didn't want to have to go to a meeting. I didn't want to have to do any of these things that like they said I was going to have to do. I just was like, I was, ugh, I didn't want anything to do with it. And a good friend of mine reminded me, he said, well, you know, Danny, you were the one who was saying, you know, a couple of months ago that you really didn't like the way this certain situation that had taken place was handled. And he goes, so the only way it's going to change, I think, is if you go be a part of this and you change it. And I was kind of like, ah, you're right. So, you know, I had this opportunity and I almost turned it away because I was thinking to myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be there. I don't want to take on this extra responsibility. But this was, you know, my seat at the table was being offered to me. And so my friend who is a real friend, that's what real friends do. He reminded me that I deserve that seat, that my voice is important and it needs to be heard. And so he told me to take it. He told me to seize that opportunity. So then, of course, you know, when you get there, so let's say you somehow by by as my as my mom always says, by hook or by crook, you get there um, and listen, don't repeat that because it's not a good saying when you really think about it. But whatever the <laughs> somehow you get there and you are like now. Great. What what do I have to offer? What do I have to what do I bring to this table? You know, that's what that saying comes from. What do you bring to the table? Um, you know, they're not talking about like, hey, you know, uh, do you have, you know, um, cool pictures of your kid or something? You know what I mean? Like they want they want to see what you got. You, you got some things to offer. What do you have to offer? And so the first thing you have to do when you say like, you know, what do I have to bring to the table is you have to actually believe that you have something to bring to the table. You know, that I always say this, you know, if you believe in you, the world will too. It's a cute little jingle, 
but it's it's true. I didn't mean for that to rhyme there, but it did. You know, so if you believe in you, the world will too. The first person, I, I say this how, I mean, you, if you are a listener, you hear this, I don't even know how many times, catch the vision. The first person to catch the vision is you, okay? And so then that's how you get everyone on board. You tell them what the vision is and then they're like, what? And then you say, okay, um, this is important. So we need to, we, we need to do this. You come with the receipts, Girls, you always have to have your receipts because there's going to be somebody who is going to discount your uh, thoughts because they're thinking that, you know, it's just how you feel. Like you just have the feels and you're just feeling this. But you know what? You need to have your receipts because, you know, I always say feelings are good. Facts are better. So when you have your receipts, when you have the information to back up the things that you are saying, then you can go in with confidence you know that this seat is yours and it takes some work it takes some research especially if you're in a field where you're kind of out you're you're not really sure exactly what you're doing the one thing you never do is let anyone else know that you act just like this is you know what you were born to do you were just waiting for them to figure it out be like well I know it took you guys a minute to get there but you know I'm already here I'm glad you got I'm glad you caught up with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what that's how you need to be. And it's not um it's not being mean. It's not being stuck up or, you know, um full of yourself or anything like that. It's it's being confident. It's being confident in your abilities and what you know and when you come prepared, you will do what you need to do. Um, I heard this today on the radio and I thought this was an amazing sentence. It, it was preparation prevents poor performance. So think of that like uh, the four P's. Preparation prevents poor performance. So when you think about how you're going to demonstrate your confidence, that saying is super important. Preparation prevents poor performance. And if I can think of who said it, it would be really awesome. Um, but that just stuck in my head and I, 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 re- I repeated it over and over and over again in my brain so I wouldn't forget it. Preparation prevents poor performance. And you know what? Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. This is another way that you, sh- you demonstrate your confidence. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. Don't be afraid to tell people that you are worthy. And that you are deserving of their, you know, their vote, their um, belief, whatever, of of them following you. Because, I mean, I want you to think about it this way. You don't have to believe that, you know, telling people that you're deserving of their vote. Let's say their vote. We're going to use their vote. Um, You know, that's not being stuck up. Because who do you think the president of the United States voted for when he was running? And not just this president, but I mean every president. If you don't believe in you, no one else will. If you believe in you, the world will too. Every president, save for George Washington, because I really don't think he wanted to be president. But pretty much every president voted for themselves when they were voting for president, unless they didn't vote at all. We can't ask all of them, though. You only got a few living, but I'm going to go with it, it wouldn't make much sense to run for president, to get out there, to tell everybody why you think you'd be a good president and then to turn around and vote for your opponent. 
that's that 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 seems counterproductive And, and that makes sense right it seems counterproductive so why do we do that every single day to ourselves why do we go out into the world and give people a whole bunch of reasons not to vote for us and I don't mean for president I just mean in general why do we say things giving people reasons not to believe in us not to think we belong, not to um, think we've earned our spot at the table. Why do we do that? Because we, we do it a lot. Think about why you do that. So the, the, the last thing we're going to talk about today is, you know, um, your body language. Because I, I can tell you this, from years of dance, um, years of dance. I mean, I've been dancing since I was, let's just say it's been a long time. It's, we're going into the, um, we're, 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 we're past 30 years of dance. How about that? We'll put it that way. And so I've always been a very body conscious person because of this. And one of the things I also pay attention to, and it's, it's part of the ballet tradition, but it, there's a thing called pantomiming in ballet where it's like, because you can't talk in ballet. You don't just like, you're not like, I need more chickens for my chicken coop. You know, you have to show that with pantomiming. I don't know why in any ballet you would ever be saying you need more chickens for your chicken coop, but let's just say you are putting on a ballet about omelets, so I don't know. But anyways, I'm a big, big, big watcher of body language just because of it. I've always always have been and I always will be. And so I'm going to give you some things, you know, when you get when you get in there, when you get your seat at the table, this is what you have to do. You have to look like you belong there. And, and you know, th- there's a saying that always goes, you know, fake it till you make it. And I, I agree with that. I agree with that. You got to fake it till you make it because sometimes sometimes it's just it's it's but for the grace of God that you are where you are. But you also need to come in with, you know, with this look, with this, you know, you have to give off this energy so that people know who you are and why you are there. And more importantly, that you belong there, that you belong at this particular table. You need to have your shoulders back. You need to hold your head high. In ballet um, or in dancing in general, I always tell my students this. I had a couple students in particular that always used to dance with their head down. And what's so interesting in dance is that when you are looking straight ahead in dance, your head is considered down. So if you are looking straight ahead, if you're holding your head at completely neutral and you're looking straight ahead, your head is down in dance. When we say head up, we mean lift up, you lift up your chin. Almost as if you're regal. And there's something to that because when you hold yourself like that, listen, it's not for nothing that royals hold their heads up high and their shoulders back. There's, it's not for nothing. Yes, it's good posture, but it also feeds into your brain this feeling of you are, you know, you're like, I'm important. <laughs> it just feels like I used to tell my students I said just stand this way and, and you tell me how you feel about yourself after standing with your shoulders back and your chin up for so long you feel important it's just the way it is I don't know why but it's just the way it is you gotta maintain eye contact so many 
times we break eye contact because we're afraid that the other person will like, I don't know, see into our souls and see that we're a fake or we're a phony or we don't know what the heck we're going on. You know what? But you ha- let me play it to you like this. What if they're thinking the same thing? They're like, oh my gosh, don't look at me. I don't really know what I'm doing. If you lean forward when you're seated, this is a good one. I'm going to tell you another good one that I didn't even write down to remind you today, but I'm going to tell you another good one. And this is one, it only works if you are, um, if you wear glasses, but if you wear glasses, it's a good one. You're going to lean forward, you're going to put your elbow on the table, and you're going to take your glasses off as you're making a point, or even better, while someone else is talking, because then the shows that you're listening to, and you're going to take your glasses off, you're going to point at them with like the arm of your glasses, and you're going to be like that, yes, yes. (laughs) that really shows that you're being a good listener. It shows that you're engaged and it shows that you are open to other people's opinions. And when other people feel welcome, then they're going to be more open to what you have to say. The last thing I'm going to tell you, I said the last thing before, but it was a lie. This is the actual last thing. All of my students who are listening to this, they will know that dance teachers often lie. We always say one more time. And then after they do it one more time, we say, that was awesome. All right, guys, one more time. So this is, that was my dance teacher moment. One, (laughs) one last thing. When you finally do, this is the most important part too, you guys, because this, this is, this is the part. This is the part where you you spread the spread the love. When you finally get your seat at the table, when you finally take your seat at the table, when you sit down and you look around, girlfriend, you better bring some people with you. And just like you got that opportunity, you need to open up that table to others who are coming after you so that they can have that opportunity as well because there's no point in getting where you are, where you want to be, to getting up there, to getting your seat at the table if you don't bring people with you. And I think that's something that King Arthur figured out. That's why his table was round. He was like, yeah, cool, I'm the king, and yeah, we're all knights, and we're fighting, and we're doing boobity-boop, but guess what? I can't hold, I can't take care of this kingdom by myself. I need these men to help me. We are all important. If one of them wasn't here, we wouldn't be able to do what we did. And, and you know, that's, that's the other thing about, you know, um, your seat at the table is that you have to realize that, you know, you are important and so is the person to your left, so is the person to your right, so is the person in front of you, so is the person, you know, across from you, whatever, kitty corner. Or as my, um, as my sister-in-law would say, catty corner. If you want to know what that's about, you can check on my Facebook. We have a whole <laughs> kitty corner, catty corner, regional fight about that. But that's that's so important. When you get to the table, when you get your seat, you better bring some some chicks with you and you give them an opportunity as well because you know, you know what it's like to not have an opportunity. You know that. So you got to put yourself in in a position to lift up other people when you can. So I hope this was a, you know, an informative episode. It was, uh, you know, a little different. We took a holiday break. So we did our, our, you know, Zen. And you guys, isn't she just awesome? Like, 
I absolutely love Mary, and I keep saying it that I love Mary, but if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Staying Staying Zen During the Holidays, please listen to it. It is such a good episode, and if for no other reason than even if you're like, I don't care about being Zen, then just listen to her voice, because if you want to know what makes, what like calmed me more than anything, was her voice. She has the most like beautiful, melodic voice, and so just listen to her voice if you just, if for no other reason. Um, but you know... I really wanted to this 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 theme of taking your seat at the table. It it keeps coming up for me, and you know I like to share with you all when something keeps coming up to to me that I always feel like that's kind of God's way of telling me that I need to share it with you guys. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. And so I had to do you know um, a little bit of research because honestly, I'm the same way. I'm I don't seize the opportunities that I can or or I shy away or I give an excuse why I can't be there but I that ends today it ends today and I hope it ends with you as well I hope you have a wonderful week we will be on next week I'm gonna give a um I don't know, it'll be a short episode next week, just, you know, kind of pre-Thanksgiving, um, you know, gratitude-filled episode, but it will, we will be, you know, we will be on next week. I hope you have a, just a wonderful rest of your week. It is so close. You guys know I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like one of my faves. I want to do a shout out to my mom. She, um, her birthday is on Saturday. So happy birthday, mom. And because I love my mom a lot, I'm not going to say her age, but let's just say, um, well, happy birthday. (laughs) Have a wonderful week, everyone. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast, share it, like it, love it, tell your friends. I will talk to you soon. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You Momcast, visit us at takingbackyou.com. From there, you'll be able to follow us on social media, listen to past episodes, and learn all about the mission of Taking Back You. Be sure to subscribe to get future episodes. And from all of us at Taking Back You, thank you so much for your support.